everyone, thanks for tuning in today. If you like what we do here and want us to continue to pump out this great content, please make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow us on social media platforms. Your support will make a big difference. And a huge thanks to our sponsors. Are you thinking of buying or selling your home? Alessandro Divino is the realtor that puts you first. Visit alessandrodivinohomes.com today to start your real estate journey on the right track. And by ASF Sports and Outdoors, expert advice every day. ASF is the proud sponsor of the Prep Zone Athlete of the Month. And now, let's head over to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this today's uh, episode of the Prep Zone podcast. My name is Tevo Divino. I'm your host, and I'm sitting here with Coach Ian Tapsot. How are you doing today, Coach? Very well. Thanks very much for the invitation. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure to have us here. Uh, before we want to introduce you a little bit to our crowd, you know, uh, current Coach Ian has been the Staples Food Hot Coach since nine years now, for nine years. Ninth year, yeah. Nine years, yeah. He's a uh, four-time state champion, 16, 17, 18, and 19. I mean, four titles in a row, Coach. It's not uh, bad. It's not, it's not bad <laughs> it's at not all, bad, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's impressive. Uh, um, you're also a lifetime member of the USFAJ, saw yeah. that. I know you played uh, professionally in Hounslow and Southgate Hockey Clubs in the UK. You've played in the US, uh, uh, the Masters World Cup in 14, 18, and 2022. It's three World Cups in a row. That's impressive as well. Yeah, well, it's, uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, especially getting involved with the cultures over there and meeting all these field hockey players from uh, everywhere else. Also, I'll, I'll, it's not a professional sport when I played. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd got paid, but I hadn't gotten paid. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, just everything evolves, right? I mean, you've been looking nowadays at what players are making and what it's like. You look at, you know, I always listen to radio and, and some of this, um, you know, the players are talking now. They're like, well, I wish I played 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I mean, you also, uh, you won two European club championships. You captained Greenwich Connecticut men's team to four U.S. national club championships. Back to back, you were uh, named a Northeast Coach of the Year, uh, to 16 and 17 by Max uh, Field Hockey. Uh, so that's excellent. And you are current a member of the, the Team USA. Yeah, I've been playing uh, in these Masters World Cups. Um, it was a bit originally, I think it was over 50, then over 55, and then yeah. over 60. So I don't. I think they still have an over 70s, but I, I don't think I'll be involved in that. <laughs> well, it's, it, I mean, it's just traveling and playing. And like you said, meeting the people that, you know, that had this share the love for the sport for you. It's got to be, it's got to be something special. Well, yeah. And I don't think people actually realize how popular the sport is worldwide, because I, I think the stat is that this is the second most popular sport in the world after soccer. Really? It, uh, and the order used to be soccer, cricket and hockey. But now I think hockey's just surpassed cricket. And, I mean, you can go anywhere in the world. I, I tell my girls in, in the team, if ever you want to travel to Sydney or you want to travel to Europe, you can always find a hockey player and they'll always look after you for sure. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that I know I experienced when I start. you know, when we discussed having you on, I was so happy you accepted the invitation. Then I started digging into it a little bit more, right, looking at the programs and looking at everything. And, and I just found a lot of information and I, and I realized how big the community is. Oh, it's massive. It's huge. It's I mean, the only reason we are held back in the States is because it's not officially a man's, man's sport. Yeah. It's, it's co-ed everywhere else in the world. That's why the numbers are higher. But we do have a U.S. men's team, but normally the male of the species here in the U.S. is playing, you know, is playing ice hockey, is playing football, is playing baseball. So it's not such a, a big draw for men over here. Yeah, and, and you know, you, and it's not to say that it'll change. You know, it probably will change at some point. You know, I just look. I mean, I just look at the growth of sports like pickleball. So I mean, things. I mean, our society is always evolving. So oh it, yeah, it, it, it 
For sure. I mean, look what happened with soccer, right? You yeah. just needed the necessary superstars to come in and the money to be invested, and yeah. now look where it is. Um, yeah. So it, it might happen, but it's a long road yeah. for field hockey, for sure. Well, I'll tell you one thing. When I came to the United States, there was no professional soccer league. Right. And look where it is now. Right, exactly. Right? And it's just, just like in half of my lifetime. So it is things can happily do that. I, I do want to uh, start here by asking you, what was it like to win four straight state titles? How, how, what was that run like? How did it feel and how was it like? Well, I, I think it's a little surreal in as much as I had a one-year learning curve with the team before to get to know the way they play, to get to know the whole how Staples was as a school and the community. And it takes a little while to kind of brand a culture on a, on a team, on a school. And by the second year, I knew I had a really good base of athletes. All I needed was athletes, and I needed athletes who could listen and learn. When we won it, it was really surreal because I never thought we'd win it that quickly. Um, I never thought we'd win four in a row, even though the first one is a co-tie co with Derianne. Mm. Derianne wants to say they're champions, so <laughs> I'll say I'm champion too. So that, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. But it was surreal. Uh, but I had the right people, the right community, the li right culture that they all bought into, and it worked out in the end. I mean, it, it, it hasn't sunk in because I, I don't really quite, un quite appreciate that four in a row is, is quite a feat. People tell me about it, but I'm still looking to get the fifth or sixth, seventh or the eighth. <laughs> right. you know? So it, it's in the background. Maybe I'll never get the fifth, sixth, seventh or eighth, but when I look back on it, I think I'll appreciate it more. I, I think so because I know, at least for me, it, it, like the minute I saw it, you know, I know how hard it is to just, like, you know, because you go, like, when you win the first one, that second year, then everyone's gunning for you. Right. Right, and then it becomes, like, their, you know, their final, their World Cup final. Becomes right. that game against you. And in talking about that, he mentioned, it's when you mentioned Ariane, because uh, I saw the game time Connecticut was, was doing, like, key games for the season. And October 2nd, they had it circled, Staples Darian. Staples Darian. Like, yeah. That was like, and I'm like, well, I guess then you brought it right up. I mean, is that really the two powerhouses food hockey that we're looking at in our FCX? I think if you look so since I've been here, I think that's definitely the case. I think there are other clubs, uh, schools that are around that are certainly pushing. New Canaan, Wilton, Greenwich, Ridgefield. Uh, we've always been in like the top five, top six. And I think that influence is based on club participation, which has grown exponentially over the last few years. So yeah. it, it's sort of leveled out the competitiveness and the standard of those top five, six clubs. So when you look at your team this year, um, I mean, I, and I saw that, you know, you still had great success. I think last year you were still in the FCX final and all that. So it's still like, how's the team looking this year uh, as far as is it like, if you can spend a little bit, is it like a senior-heavy team? Is it more underclassmen? Is it a rebuilding year? Or how, how are you looking at this year? Well, I, I think we've got a good cross-section. Um, I've got three great captains. Um, Catherine Aciel is a senior. Mm -hmm. She's been playing club, and she's played for the for Staples team for as long as I can remember. Caroline Roshan is another club player who's going to be going to Franklin Marshall, play D3. And a junior, we have Sophia Fidalgo is on the U.S. Uh, girls national team she's committed to Princeton I mean the, the base that I've got there is phenomenal I've also got uh, a Stanford uh, commit in Tyler Osgan and uh, a Yukon commit in Emma Larratt so the basis the foundation is there I think we have a great group of I've got four freshmen on the squad it's a pretty big squad this year four freshmen who are really going to contribute and uh, I don't know that you can say there's one particular group of uh, 
graduate years that is going to influence one more than the other. I think I have a great balance, but I also know that if the seniors graduate, I've got a great bunch of kids coming in from uh, you know middle school and freshmen to take take their place. Yeah, and, and that's important, right? Because you always look at you know I was uh, you I was talking to a freshman coach, and I asked him. I said, you know, is does it feel like you're starting over every year? And it, at the freshman level, you are, but at the varsity level, you're always looking ahead knowing that you're going to lose some players. Right. And, and also, I mean, speaking to one of the college coach friends of mine said that, you know, we recruit players to replace existing players. Mm-hmm. So if you have that standard of recruits coming in, yeah. it keeps competition going, but it also knows that you've got this funnel of people coming through who shouldn't really affect the balance or the skill level of the team that you have. Yeah. And I think that's key to the success of the program. Right. And then uh, I know la- we were talking about, I was, again, from someone who is new to field hockey, I was looking at, I know it's a very dynamic sport and a fast-paced sport. And my, a lot of experience was walking by Jenny Parker and seeing you have a very excited crowd, always very loud, that's always into the games. Like, you, you, can, you can't miss the games. But to someone who's new about field hockey and is trying to come into sport, what would you say are some strategies and things they should look for and learn in the sport? Well, the sport is very much set up the same way as soccer. Okay. The biggest difference that we have is we have no offside. So we can have players hanging out basically on the baseline. But the systems we use, I often look at the English Premier League and look at the systems they use with five defenders, you know, two midfield players as a screen, two attackers. It's really similar to soccer. I think what else you also have to understand is that this is a sprinting sport because we have, unlike soccer, we can put substitutes on whenever we want. On the fly. Okay. So, I mean, that's more like ice hockey. So what I try and do is I try and find 11 players to start the game who I rank out of 100. Say, if they're all 100, yep. I'll play them and have 90s or 85s ranked on the bench. When they fall off from 100 to less than 90, mm-hmm. then we keep bringing players in and supplying. But in terms of tactics, it's, it's, it's basically very similar to soccer. And, and that's great. And, and I, I also want to touch on a thing you said earlier, you talked about some of the commits you have. And as I was doing some research, I found that there was an incredible amount of, you know, college players that you've gone through the program and you continue to nurture. And you mentioned a minute ago about the culture that you're building here with Staples, right? So as someone, and you've played at all professional levels of the sport, and I'm sure you're very familiar with the college recruiting process and the whole thing. I mean, what, can you speak a little bit about to how you develop those athletes and keep the program at that level? Um... Club is very important. I think uh, the days of having a non-club player on your squad are are not gone. We still have some players who don't play field hockey in the off-season, but that's because they're superior athletes more than anything else. Um, College is the... College, if people play on a Staples Varsity High School team, most of them, if not all of them, have college hockey at mind for when they graduate. Um, it's a t- it's not a ticket. I mean, I think it's an opportunity to stand out and get noticed so that you could probably enter a, a, a higher ranked college academically through sport, which is what I as an advisor, I also do advise players mm-hmm. going to college. But without the club basis, um, it's pretty difficult to get kids into college. But we also have to consider also that we, Catherine Asel is an example. Um, if you want to play D1, go to a big school with football, you've got to be really, really good. Really, really good. And if you don't think you can make that level, 
then you want to get it through through academics, which I think Catherine's doing, and she'll get into a great school. But she's not looking to get into college playing field hockey, and and I, I I'm that's admirable. But I think to use the sport to to get into more of a far reach college is what a lot of these kids do, and if they enjoy the sport, so much better for them when they have their college experience. Yeah. You mentioned being noticed, right? It kind of helps. It kind of puts you on the map, right? Because if every, all things are equal and you're going through academics, now you got someone who's got all this field hockey experience and can help the school at that point. It makes them stand out. Oh, for sure, for sure. And and, and also, it's the college coaches want these guys because they want successful programs at college. So it's got to the stage now, and I'm I'm very grateful that because of our reputation at Staples, I get calls both as a high school coach regarding what my players are capable of but also as a club coach so I'm I sort of I'm getting double exposure to the kids and and to me the ultimate the other than winning which is <laughs> always the ultimate yeah. uh, getting these kids placed in places they want to go to school and to further their careers at college and then obviously into the workplace and society as a whole yeah. is, is my aim and uh, a lot of the time that pans out that way which is very satisfying yeah and it's I feel like the more that I talk to high school coaches, uh, I realize the impact that you have not only on the field of play, but outside on the players' lives. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, you're a team, you set standards, you set a culture. Um, if if our players can buy into that and and can perform according to what we've set down as our sort of not our rules or regulations, I said our standards, mm -hmm. then I think they will be, I think that we can set them up for a, a, a good life after sport. Yeah, and, and that's and that's something great, right? Because it goes, you try to, you know, you're in, like you said, standards. You're, you're setting standards for, for their lives, not only now in high school, but also as they go through. And how often do players reach back to you and say, hey, you know, this this happened, this is so I remember this you said. Is, does that happen? Oh, yeah. Often? Yeah, that, that's what I, I mean. I've got some kids who graduated from uh, Trinity College. Uh, I've got kids who graduated from, from other schools, and they always come back. They always say hello. We have a great alumni social media platform. You know, they can all look at our Instagram. So they, they all know what's going on. And being in the Westport, you know, locally in Westport when I'm walking around, People pat me on the back and say hi, and I'm looking around the corner and say, oh, I haven't seen you for a couple of years, but yeah. thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and that's got to be rewarding, right? I mean, as, you, as you're working through this, you're like, man, you know, it's, it's, it's getting noticed, and you're making a difference in people's lives. And you just never go what a player's going through, right? I mean, they might come to practice, and they might be, you know, something. You know, kids nowadays, so much pressure, and, but that just seems like an environment that they can just grow. Well, I, I, they can grow for sure, but I also want them to enjoy it. I always say yeah. that, you know, you, you, you go in, into a math lesson or a history lesson at school and you, you, hopefully you've got that two and a half hours to look forward to at three o'clock where you yeah. can, you know, you play hard, but it's enjoyable. It's a place where they really want to go to. I mean, when I, yeah. I was at school, I didn't want to go to math class. <laughs> I wanted to go and play rugby. I want to play cricket or I wanted to play hockey, yeah. right? So hopefully that's the kind of I'm lucky in as much as that is the environment that's given to me. Yeah, I you know I've been following uh, the program on social media, and you mentioned school, and and I see that you know your players are always talking. You know, there's always like uh, test this, test that, and they're always like you know getting that with the program, and that was that's unique. I, I don't really saw that with other programs. Well, I, yes, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I would I would I would say that that's something that is. Uh, fulfilling as well i mean the, yeah. the 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 fact that they are 
everything that they're showing on Instagram looks to be with a smile on their face, yes. but they know it's serious. Is it? It's what I want. I mean, well, that, that's what everybody wants. Yeah, it, it it just shows a little bit of how the entire culture is, right? And I want to ask you a question now uh, that I think is got to cater a little bit to our younger audience. And you know, when they come in, when they're making the move from you know club travel, what what have you, into that high school team, what would be your advice for someone who's going to really try to make the team next year and stand out to you? What are you looking for in a player, or what can they do to better their chances to make that squad? I think fitness is key. Um, everybody knows on our preseason what's expected of them. And I don't think there's any excuse for people not to put in the work. They'd have to do that. I think they have to realize that it's not easy. You know, I, I, I always say that we're trying to coach these kids at a college level at high school, which... Uh, I think freshmen come in and freshmen come in, and we don't cut any freshmen, but okay. uh, I've never wanted to do that. But I think freshmen realize, some freshmen realize, well, okay, it's a little hard than <laughs> I thought. But at least we're giving them the opportunity yeah. for when, we, then, when they get into JV that they know. But I think it's the realization that it's not easy. It's not, it's not, a, it's not socially it's great, but it's demanding. And I think that's, that's a, a better blend of what, uh, what is needed from these kids when they come into high school. And it's great that you do that because that ties in what you told me. You're preparing them to play in college, and it's not going to be easy as they get older or they move into a more demanding program in college. Right, but not all of them. I mean, those that want to go to college, we, yeah. will, we will absolutely try and give them a leg up to get there. But I also think that socially and from a community aspect, even if you're not going to play college field hockey, the fact that you know socially you're not awkward and socially you can you can go anywhere and you, you'll be fine because you've been within this group of people, it, it it sets them up for that. Yeah, it's important to have your crew, right? You have the people you hang out with and you share interests and you get accepted in that community. Right, and then the other thing with field hockey being and the other full sports is if you're making that transition from middle school to high school, you're not going into a school where you don't know anybody. You're going in the first people you see are your high school players that you were in the town program with. Yeah. And you just said that and brought back to memory for me because when I went into uh, high school, I was in Tennessee, and I was on the football team with a kicker because of soccer and all things like right. that. But I remember because I was going through practice in the, in the summer. When I walked into high school my first day, I had a lot of people I knew, and that made a huge difference. Right. Uh, absolutely. I mean, and it, it makes it a lot easier for them. And they, know each, and they all know each other because we have a great town program. As I said, that funnel that brings these kids into our program. And, you know, they turn up and they see each other and they, they just, it's an easy transition for them. And, and it, I'm grateful that they come down to the field. When I ask them what their first day's like or, you know, during the week, what it's been like, they say, ah, oh, piece of cake. No <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Coach, it was so great having you. I'm going to make sure, you know, we have the opportunity to have you again. I'd love to have you back soon. Uh, and we always end the podcast with a little quick hit, so I'm going to give you some questions just to get a little, so the audience can get a little familiar with you, All right. a little bit off the, off the field here. Okay. So I'm going to ask some questions, just uh, give the, the answer that comes to mind. Sure. All right. Uh, favorite Tom Hanks movie? Mm, Forrest Gump. Morning person or night owl? Neither. <laughs> I like lunch. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Well, I'm English, so... That's why I have that question in my, there. My answer is coffee. <laughs> ah, that's why I have the question in there. <laughs> Texting or calling? Calling. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert on the field. Introvert off? 
No, nah, not really. <laughs> Spring or fall? Fall. Fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Beach or sightseeing? Sightseeing. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Cake or ice cream? Ice cream. What is your hidden talent or skill? Oh, rollerblading. Rollerblading. If you could have lunch with any historical figure, dead or alive, who would it be? That's an interesting one. Interesting. Winston Churchill. And lastly, if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Wow. Climate. Coach, thank you so much. It was awesome having you here. Hoping to have you again soon. Absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for having me.